be seated. Okay. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about unity. Does he want to go to the children's? Okay. It's going to be in unity. So uh, uh, Mary found a prophecy that was given a while back. So we're going to just wait for everybody to say. Don't miss out on this sermon, please. You know what? This is not time for the bathroom break. No, it is not. Amen. No, it is not. I know there's problems with some people. But thank you, Jesus. Why are people coming late to church too? I see them come on time for other things. If this isn't important, it's important to worship the Lord too. before. So your spirit is prepared. That's where it lies in the worship. It lies in the worship. That's a heart that's really after God. I was intending to even uh, talk about intercession, you know, not today, but, but in the future. But I want to tell you something. If you think you're an intercessor and you don't come on time, you're not. Now, this thing, we're probably going to say some things about it a little bit. That's the only correction you're going to get. Otherwise, you're going to get exalted. <laughs> but in the Ministry of Helps meeting. But I thought it appropriate, too, that we need to unify together. We need to be one solid body, believing the same way and in the same thing. But I'll start, okay, but Hebrews 10, 25. I'm sorry. I, but I get, I get so, so that I want so badly for you to know what God's word, how it can bless you beyond measure and that we have to come into unity I'm 83 years old and I don't get to go to the bathroom <laughs> I don't stand here well <laughs> I was going to say something <laughs> but, but and I know I realize it's, it's just Okay, Hebrews 10, I mean, you know, as soon as they come off the thing, it shouldn't be a, like a big exit here, there, and everywhere. It disturbs the whole flow of the Holy Ghost. The flow has to flow. Okay, so let's go. Hebrews 10, 25. It grieves my heart. If because, okay, I know. Okay, let's 
I'm talking right now, but okay. Hebrews 10, 25. Let's go to 24. And you can put this up, please, out of the Amplified. So let us cease and hold fast. Hold fast means, man, you got something and you're going to hold it fast. You got free out of prison. You're going to hold it fast. You got some money. You're going to hold it fast. Hold fast. You don't let it go. So let's be, okay. So let us cease and hold fast and retain, keep it, without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. How? Studying how we may stir up and stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and not and noble activities. I started with 23. I'm sorry. This is 24. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the scripture I want. And you know what it says. Not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is it the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another all the more faithful as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching. And I thought I'd never see it. I thought I might be gone <laughs> or, you know, uh, passed on to heaven by the time that we're seeing it. Jesus is coming soon. That great revival, I mean, Mar Mar Mario Murillo, it's all already happening in some parts of the country. That's what the whole thing, that's the start of the coming back of Jesus. The rapture is what I'm talking about. It is. And this is what it says. As more you see that day approaching to get assembled together more, yeah, yeah. assemble together more. Now, you know, and uh, you know, we aren't going there, but Luke 4 says Jesus went into the synagogue yeah. as his custom was. Yeah. And Jesus had a habit of going to church, and Jesus was in the ministry of helps because it said that was the time I'm not going to go. There, but it was the time when when he went up to, to to read his reading. So he was a reader. He went up there. The trouble was he sat in the Messiah's chair right after that, because it was about the coming of the Messiah. They went, what? They got all hot and fired, and they get out of here. And they they tried to push him off the cliff. And he walked right, turned right around, walked right through him. And it's and, and really what they did, they grabbed at the anointing to get him, wow. and they, their hands went right through him. <laughs> but he had a, had a job at the church, at the Ministry of Helps, and he had a habit of going to church. And many put everything else first. So it says, as you see the day approaching... What day? It's Jesus is coming. <laughs> you know what? We say, what should I do? What should I do? I mean, I could say this as an older person. My life is passing before me. You know, I'm glad where, where I am at. 
you know. <laughs> but, but we are to be gathering more and more in church, but in yeah. unity. Yeah. See, everyone in the body of Christ has a supply. And we're all members. Now, I'm talking about, when I say church, I'm talking about the born-again church. And we can get our needs met, but we can also help other people. See, sometimes all we come to church for, get your needs met. We're here to help each other, too. It's a word that you say, the way you greeted them. I'm sure, boy, that's a huge thing. When I was a greeter and he was a greeter, they, they had some kind of dinner and and they, I was blah, 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 and at the, you know, <laughs> and, and they said, shh, they're talking about you. <laughs> I went, they are? <laughs> and I went, and they said, if it weren't for the greeters, Ken and Jackie Hartman, I wouldn't have come back to this church. <laughs> see how important that is? Yeah. Greeters? <laughs> but see, we've been all been given a grace to be a blessing to each other. We all have something to offer to the body of Christ. And, it, and it, you'll find this out at the Ministry of Helps meeting, and everyone's invited if you want to even interested in the Ministry of Helps. Come. We're having pizza <laughs> and salad and some cake and ice cream, I think. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, but Jesus set each one in the church as he pleased. Did you actually know that? We'll get that. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 18. He set him in the church. In other words, you've been assigned to a church, a born-again church, though. And all of us have the, the Holy Spirit in us if you're born again. And we should be being led by him as to what we should be doing as members of the body of Christ. So now, as the return of Jesus is getting closer, we should be gathering more and more in church. And obviously, a lot of people don't know this because it's getting less and less. <laughs> Even with, I know that COVID, I mean, COVID kind of pushed that out. And then COVID got people in the habit of looking on live stream. If you can come, it's better to come. And without realizing it, with that, with that going to church, less and less, they're, they're getting more and more in the flow of the world system. In the carnal living and the appetites of the flesh, then the leadings of the Holy Spirit are leading, being led. It's deception. Deception is coming. It, you know, and it's more in the natural realm, more in the mental realm, more in the carnal realm than the spiritual realm. And so why is it more important to assemble? Because we need more fellowship with those of like minds. And that because we strengthen each other's faith. See, God raised up pastors to feed the flock. And many have a mindset, I can learn on my own. But you know what? In no other field, you want to be a scientist, you want to be a nurse, you want to be a doctor, you want to be whatever. Even when you go on to a factory and you have to be on a line, you've got to learn. And no other people, and there's no other feed people think that way. Somebody, see, somebody in the body of Christ may be further along, and we need to learn from them. And even by the old books, 
like Kenneth Hagin wrote and, uh, and Smith Wigglesworth and all, the, all those people, books of the past. You know, okay, when Kenneth Hagin passed, a lot of people became dishonorable by throwing away the revelation from, from that previous uh, generation. But see, not us. I can tell you that right now. And it said there's remnant churches throughout the United States, remnant, not even that many of them, who have kept with that the Holy Ghost, the, the Word, and the Word of Faith, Holy Ghost, <laughs> fire teaching. <laughs> Say, and we need to be building on that, what they taught us, what was taught us, a go on with even more revelation. Because, you know, he actually said, and I heard him say that, he said, there are things I cannot tell you because you are too babies. You, 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 you are not ready to receive them, and he died with that. Even Jesus said that. However, if you keep going on what he said, some people threw away all his, I mean, some of his own students threw away his tapes, burned stuff, you know, and th that was not everybody, though. And that's actually why I go to where I, because there's a whole group of gathering there of people who are with him. We're with him. And we've had some of those speakers here. <laughs> See, we should never move off the foundation that they showed us, the people of the past. And those that were, that were in revivals, too. See, when it's time on earth for something different to happen, we need to know what to do about it so it happens. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and you know, second and first Chronicles. Uh, I don't know where. Well, anyway, King King Saul was God's choice, but he did not want to listen. He was mentally set on doing his own plan, his own plan. And no leader divinely appointed by God that God graces should be doing what he wants to do. I got to be submitted to the leadership and the headship of Jesus. And what Jesus has done, so believe me, I've made mistake after mistake after mistake. And some of that is an experience, and you learn not to do those mistakes later. But there still probably will be. But that's the whole point is you try to do your best with, with God, but you still got that humanist, carnal stuff that comes out. <laughs> but you, you have to be led by your spirit and let Jesus tell you what to do honestly so see God said Saul aside and he went he went to look to and fro for a man after God's own heart and you know who that was David that means though what's on God's heart you make sure you get it on your heart not just pastors everybody See, that means you are interested in what God's plan is and not just your own plan. And the Bible says Moses was the faithful in all of his house. 
And you know what? He built and did, he did everything exactly as God told him. Oh, exactly. You know, they showed him all the intricacies of that uh, tabernacle thing. I mean, oh, that had to be precise because it's a picture of the one up in heaven. See, but he was faithful. Faithful, 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 which means you do it exactly as God instructed you to do it. And even now, you do that. Huh. I mean, there was like Korah or all kinds of things in the Bible. Miriam and Aaron got leprosy because they tried telling Moses what to do. Hey, you listen. (laughs) Miriam and Aaron got leprosy because they told him what to do. He was the pastor. So, see, oh, I could tell you all kinds of things in, in a lot of this where, uh, where the rebellion of Korah, the earth opened up because they tried to take over. How about the Israelites? They got mad. Jesus said, I, I gave you the promised land. They keep, you know, ah, I, a whole bunch of times. I said, and you know what? They, they, w- they would, um, they took him, he took him to the promised land. <laughs> and they go, Oh, there's giants there. There's this and that. There's giants all over where we live too. We've our giants are things that happen to us. Can be a diagnosis. Can be a lack. It could be all kinds of things, and we have to overcome those giants. You can overcome giants. But see, they were too chicken, <laughs> and so and they rebelled. What is it? Twelve elders. Ten of them rebelled, and there were only two. Joshua and Caleb. (laughs) They said, what are you talking about? God told us he'll do it for us. See, do we believe God that he'll do it for us? Two, do we believe him? Do we believe his word? We got to start to in the financial area, too. You got to start believing him. So we're not going to get anywhere being poor. We need to take over. But then you've got to keep yourself in balance with all that. You know, God knows the person's heart. The love of money is... See, and a lot of times people go after the plan of God because that's where the money is. That, and that isn't exactly what... The money is... God's plan is bigger. Oh, anyway... <laughs> So God said the most, uh, most people he talked to in a cloud, but he talked to Moses face to face because he was faithful in all his house. In other words, you can go higher if you're faithful in the things of the spirit and then in the house of God. See, faithfulness means you follow instructions exactly. And being on time, I put that down, is part of what is following instructions. It's huge. (laughs) See, just think you will have promotions in the spirit from all the different things. Okay, Acts 13. Um, 
it talks about, would you put that up there? Verses 21 through 23, Acts 13. It actually talks about Saul. <laughs> I mean, you could go through the Old Testament. There were, there were people who got ready. Uh, the tribes, some of them got ready and they were faithful. Like they were faithful to David because he had been betrayed by Saul and there was big fighting going on. But there were tribes that came to him and said that was the ministry of helps. That said, we're with you. 13, 21 through 23. Okay. Then they asked for a king. And that was, the people asked for a king. This was with Saul. And God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. <laughs> Go ahead. And when he had de deposed him, uh, deposed means he removed Saul. <laughs> he raised up David to be their king. Of him he bore witness and said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who do, does what I want, who will do all my will, all my will, and carry out my program fully. See, but if God tells you to do something, do it. It's, I'm telling you, it's crucial because Jesus is coming back soon. Now, there's going to be another thousand-year reign after that. And you will rule and reign if you have been following God. You may be raptured for a while and you're going to learn stuff. Did you know that you're going to come back and rule and reign? Okay. Was there one more verse, I think? Go ahead. Of this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel a Savior. In other words, because David had a faithful heart to God and obeyed, Jesus got here and got us to be born again. Went to church for 40 years and never was born again. 40 years of religion, very faithful, very faithful. Very helpful, very active. It wasn't like we skipped and went once a year. No, every Sunday and during the week and boom, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? I knew there was something more. And then my daughter, who got on drugs, cried out to God. At least we took her to church, took them, our children, our four children, to church so they knew there was a God. And, and, and she cried out to God for help. And she got the help and got born again. And a teacher in high school started witnessing to her. All kinds of people were coming into her life. And I wasn't praying because I, I wasn't even there. And I thought, oh, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> So, I mean, and then I've said this story more than once, but, but it's just the point. She cried out to God, and he heard her. So, that's what a person who does God's full program. See, how do you know what is a full program? 
Oh, we don't want to speak in tongues because that's, that's so weird. You're not going to know what the Holy Ghost is telling you unless you do. <laughs> it's important. You'll be led by the Spirit, led into finances, led into healing, led. Okay. So God has a plan for each of us, and God found a man who would follow him. And you know what? Lead others into that plan and not do his own plan. We need to lead others into, into God. And it, and it brought about the Messiah, our salvation. Woo! See, this is what it means. You might be doing something now that's going to lead to something great. But you'll know about it in heaven. Maybe you won't know about it on earth. But this is what it means to be a man or woman after God's own heart. What if David had not been a man after God's own heart? So what is God doing today? And, and what do we need to be doing because Jesus is coming soon? I read it. Hebrews 10, 25. As the day gets closer, assemble together. As the day gets closer, we need to be gathering around the plan that the Holy Spirit is telling us. That the Holy Spirit, God from, he gets it from God the Father. The Holy Spirit does. And he gives it to us. <laughs> the more when you, because that the more you gather, that's where you're going to get it. You're gathering. We're talking about things that are pertaining to a lot of things. And you need to be, you need to be coming on Wednesdays too. See, it, it helps. The, see, thus and worshiping together. Worship is first. Huge. Worship. You'll get more out of the service. Come to the prayer. You'll get more out of the service. Call yourself an intercessor, but you're not an intercessor if you're not coming ahead of time. See, pray in tongues more. Unite in unity together by assembling together. See that? Did you, did you see? The socialism and the communism tried to stop us. See, they were even cutting off people from singing praise and worship. When I read that, I cried. And I said, okay, let's worship him with all our heart. Because we never shut the doors. Never. But when you unite together in the spirit, he will show you, us, what to do. As a group. And see, people today are trying to change things and move away from what the previous generation has, has said. <laughs> and we're not even worthy of following them. What is it? Oh, let's have some rock and roll music in church. I mean, I, worship is better. Yes, it is. I, I, hey, I know how to jitterbug like no one ever did. <laughs> I know I have. I mean, they used to throw me in the air and go, and catch I'm not kidding you. I still got used once. It's like swimming and bicycling. You never get that out of your do, 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 do. See, what, what I'm telling you, I was in the world system. <laughs> but this is so much better. So much better. And it's not that I can't. We've gone to relatives' wedding dances. But in church... 
that's not, I mean, let's, let's worship the Lord. The, the songs have to be from the word of God more, you know. And, and, and I like some picky-uppy songs once in a while, too, though. Like, victory is mine, victory. <laughs> I told Satan, get thee behind, you know. But do you see what I'm talking about, though? Be here for the worship. It prepares your, your, your heart. Be here for the prayer early, too. Um, we cannot move away. We need to submit to what God did and said in the previous generation. But see, but we're building on it, and we're moving higher and higher and higher into the Spirit and God's plan. And what, what is God to, doing today? If you ask Kenneth Hagin what he'd say, he says, I'm raising up strong local churches that are teaching people to move with the Word and the Spirit. See, we, we need to unite to the vision of the real church around God's plan for today and whatever. You know, so, some people don't even come to church very often. Ephesians 4.16 says, every joint supplies. Every joint, I don't want it up there right now, I'm just, because I, uh, otherwise I won't get through all this. But every single, joints, talking about joints. <laughs> Everybody knows about joints, I do. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> Me, here, <laughs> here, <laughs> everywhere. But see, joints, but your joints supply you to be flexible and be able to move together, right? Your joints so that we can move together in unison. In a, the more we have with one heart, ooh, the more powerful you can be. People have, you know, big people have come up in here and, and even said, you may be small, but you're powerful in the spirit realm. And it's like there's, you see, portals in the book of Acts, a portal was opened up to heaven for, because they got into one accord. I'm getting ahead of myself in the sermon. They got, they got in one accord, and, they, and it took them a while, but their hearts had to be right. It wasn't just assembling together. Their hearts had to be, are you listening? It had to be one. See, it's like they, well, that was the right notes on the next page. Oh. <laughs> okay, so in the upper room, by being together, they became one-hearted, single-hearted. And then they didn't care if somebody was a big wig and somebody was a small wig. They all got their hearts together. It doesn't make, in God's kingdom, we're all the same. But wherever they fit or were doing, they stayed. In other words, I'm not, not going to get out of my place trying to get into something that doesn't belong to my grace. Did you ever hear that saying? <laughs> you get out of your place and you're going to get out of your grace and fall flat on your face. <laughs> That's a saying. We're in a different era. We are. It's different than it used to be. And in this era, God is tweaking us. 
So we have, he wants his, our, his heart to be our hearts. Because it unifies all of us in the body of Christ. Unity, staying in one place. Matthew 16, 18 says, Jesus said this to Peter. You'll recognize it. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. They won't. The gates of hell never will. The church is going to go out and triumph. Larry, what, what is the government trying to stop? The communistic, socialistic? The church. They said we're the cause of all the trouble. <laughs> that's what they're saying. We're the cause of the trouble. But see, that, that, that's because when you're, you're free, you see, and you know you're free, and you're going to stay free, but they want to control, subdue you. So, okay, but the gates of hell, it's going to go out in glory. And the glory's going to be here before it does. Woo! What did Kenneth Hagin say to do? Raise up local churches, teaching them to flow with the word and the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10, 25. Unite and assemble together so much the more as you see the day approaching. And he's not just saying don't forsake going to church. Assembling is different than being in the same place. You know, you could go to like a, a sports game and you all might be for the same team. Um, you go to the mall, you know, or shopping or something, you're all going shopping. You go to the grocery store, you know, sure. political rallies. Even, even in a workplace, people are assembling, but they're not necessarily in one accord or in unity, right? Especially in a political rally. <laughs> but see, there, there might be very little unity around. We're talking spiritual we're talking spiritual unity, not flesh unity. <laughs> spiritual. We got to get in the spirit and quit looking at the wor world system and going according to the flesh all the time. There's no connection of heart or respect for God in the world system. There isn't. The devil is afraid of unity in the body of Christ, and he'll pull every trick he can to disunite you. And that's why the government wants to destroy Christianity. See, he doesn't want what happened in the book of Acts. So he, okay, now I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. What they did was, it took them a while, I don't know, it doesn't really say how long it took them, did it? To get into one accord. It doesn't really say. I, I wonder if it's any history books that show it. But, you know, historical, uh, spiritual books. But uh, it took them a while to get into one heart. When they got into one heart, a portal was opened up to the heavenlies. A portal, like in the middle of a um, hurricane. I don't know, there's a, you know, there's an eye that, that's pure and it... And it opened up the portal to heaven. 
We were prophesied over that our little church opened up a portal in this area to the heavenlies to flow in that which God wanted. And who would have thought? Nobody knows, but God knows. I don't care if anybody knows. So, so you see, when you first, that's why we get attacked. That's why people leave. What do you always say to me, you, you two? There's something about that, that sometimes it's so needy they can't. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, the fire? It gets too hot and people leave. But see, if, if we're either going to be... I was in, the, in a fake, but people don't know it. They don't know any better, and neither did we. I'm not trying to put them down or anything like that. I, I don't mean it that way because they don't know any better. But it wasn't real, and there was more to it. It was doing a lot of works and a lot of uh, do this and do that, you know, that. So what did you do? They have Saturday night church. You go out, you go to church before Saturday night and then go somewhere and drink or do whatever. I mean, hypocrite. <laughs> what, what that was. And I knew there was more to it than that. And this is, this is it. So why not go all the way with this? See, so now, I mean, it takes a while to get all this too. But when we first get born again, we don't know how to be unified. And so we try to bring the flow of the world system into the church to get unified. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. And that's why it's important to renew our minds with the word, word of God. Psalm 113, you can put this one up, put it up out of the Amplified. Now, while she's putting that up, I'm just going to keep. There's a blessing in divine unity that you can't get on your own. Power, more power, more blessing. When we all get into unity. And I tell you what, unity will usher in the move of the Spirit, which ushers in the harvest of souls, which is really revival. <laughs> and there will be a big harvest of souls and revival before Jesus comes back. You've got some time. I'm sure, <laughs> but we got to start now. I mean, got to get to a higher place. See, the devil wants to stop it all the time because as soon as that, as that revival comes and he would like rapture us, the devil is locked up or, or no, after the tribulation of seven, yes, right, seven years of tribulation, we're gone and protected and we come back. We're being trained up there. And he's then, he is locked up for a thousand years. <laughs> he comes back out, though, and gets a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> he's locked up in the bottomless pit, and this is true. So, see, the devil will do everything he can to hinder unity as the time for revival draws near. 
in Acts 2. I mean, they were in one accord and in one place, and they had a purpose for being there. And how many times, I mean, I've taught this, well, not everybody's probably heard it, but God kept saying, go to Jerusalem to, and remain there for the promise of God the Father. The promise of God the Father. The promise of God the Father. It was a promise. Any promise that he ever gives is never taken out. You know what that promise was? Speaking in tongues. It wasn't speaking in tongues. It was being filled with the Spirit. With the evidence. That's one of the evidences. See, they had a purpose for being there. And they finally got in one accord. But he said to wait there which was the promise of the Father, which was the fullness of the Holy Spirit, which gave them power, power by outpouring of spirit, power to do what? To witness and to do the works of Jesus, healing the sick, raising the dead, witnessing boldly. You know, and having the finances to finance this stuff. He redeemed us from what? Sickness and disease, poverty, and spiritual death. Spiritual death is getting, you know, you get born again. But the other two seems like they hang around and hang. He redeemed us from those three things that it's right in Deuteronomy. Those are the three things he rescued us from redeemed us from. So see, okay, Psalm 113. Okay, is that out of the, yeah. Okay, and I'm always saying, they're always saying amplified classic. That other, did a new amplified Bible came out that's not, yeah, it's different. The the original is much better. (laughs) Praise, I got an original idea, that's why I (laughs) guard it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. That's even a command. Keep going. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever. Amen. From the rising of the sun to the going down of of it and from east to west, the name of the Lord is supposed to be praised (laughs) and not blasphemed. The Lord is high above all nations. Is this the, if I get the right, that's right. High above all nations, it is glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God who has his seat on high? Who humbles himself to regard the heavens and the earth? The Lord, wait a minute, I have got the wrong... I've, this is this is good. <laughs> it's not the one I wanted. I'm not, no, I'm talking about the one, the unity. How this? <laughs> I was going. <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> what psalm am I after? How can I put 113? Come on, what is it? <laughs> I wrote 113 down real fast. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> I bet it's 133. I bet it is. 
Wait a minute. That's it. <laughs> 133. Because I thought right off the bat it says unity. I thought, well, I'll keep going. That was good, though. <laughs> Maybe that was a Holy Spirit break. Who <laughs> Now, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. See, isn't that cool in your house too, in your marriage and all that, you know, when you're in unity and with, with everybody in the house? It is like the precious ointment poured on the head that ran down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the first high priest, that came down upon his collar, then it came down on his skirts and his garments, consecrating the whole body. That's the anointing, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, devil-crushing, mountain-moving power of God. Go ahead. It is like the dew of lofty Mount Hermon and the dew that comes on the hills of Zion. Zion is actually, you know, that city is of Jerusalem that's going to come down and we're going to be in it. And if we follow this, not everybody's going to be in it. Uh, uh, but a Zion is also called the church now, the born-again church. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing. Even life forevermore upon the high and the lowly. Everybody. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. That's it. I want more. No. So there is a blessing in divine unity. And you can't get it on your own. And unity, I said, is going to usher in the move of the Spirit. And that means a thousand years for the devil to be in hell. So the devil will do everything he can to try to hinder you in unity, especially as the time for revival draws near. Because you're all going to be used. All of you. Oh, let me tell you. It's, it's, that's, that's the whole thing, to do the works of Jesus. Okay. And it gives you boldness, too. You'll be doing the works of Jesus. That's what it was for. And people have put it out. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Power to witness, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. That's the great commission. It's right in the Bible. And it said to speak with new tongues. Mark 16. <laughs> the great commission. Anyway, in the upper room, See, they got there because they obeyed the plan of God for those times. They were in one accord in prayer and supplication. Uh -huh. Supplication, God, we beseech you for this. We beseech you for this. We ask you for it, God. This is for you, supplication. See, believe God for this outpouring now. In one accord, that's the per being in one accord, and it's the purpose and plan of God. And we got to unite around that plan, or you know what? It's going to be kicked off again. They said 200 years ago it was coming. See, it's important to do the right thing at the right time. 
See, unite by laying down everything the devil throws at you to get out of unity with where he sets you. Remember, it says 1 Corinthians 12, 18, that he has set us in the body as it pleased him. See, and don't allow anything to get between you and the plan of God because of feelings and offense or opinions. A lot of times, you know, an opinion comes from someone who has no authority to make a decision about something. You know, whatever the boss tells the, you to do, <laughs> and, and the boss is the one that God put in charge. The others really do not have the authority, so you can't entertain thoughts against it, but pray for it people. See, a lot of people, okay, here's the thing. A lot of people make a habit of being disagreeable. I've read people, I mean, I've met people like that. It's just like everything you say, they come against you. Uh, just in one way or another, or it's sarcastic or deliberately. And, and really, they keep struggling. If you look at their life in many areas of life, and what they're struggling with is pride. <laughs> or they say, I continuously say, I don't think we should do this uh, because um, you're doing this thing wrong. I mean, this could all go into the Ministry of Helps too. But you try, you practice unity. See, it says in the Bible, it says it right in there, as a pastor, I'm accountable to God. And I cannot unite around someone's opinion, but <laughs> uniting with what God said. See, if you're not, okay, and if you're not faithful with another man's ministry, you'll never have your own. Proverbs 16, we're not going to put it up, 16 through 19 says he hates a whole bunch of things, and one of them is sowing discord among the brethren. This unity destroys, destroys the move of the Spirit and the blessing of God. Amen. See, on Wednesday night, we read um, 2 Chronicles 5, how, how they all got together, you know, 13 and 14. You know what? Why don't you put that up and we'll read it. I'll just keep going. They were in one accord in unity and a cloud filled the room, the glory. And that can happen now. Unity is one accord, and we produce that kind of atmosphere by what's in our hearts. And those that grieve the Spirit are saying they don't want unity. But God will respond with power, with blessing, and His presence. That, that's what, in fact, the glory means. God's presence, God's goodness, God's uh, uh, presence. Wait a minute. Presence is goodness and His glory. But anyway, it happened in the Old Testament, and it's going to happen again. In fact, the glory can sometimes comes in, and it just hovers. See, but even one person, like, laughing, talking, doing stuff, I was just saying, it's, uh, you can't, oh, never mind. Okay, pastors have to keep a wrong spirit entering. Yeah. You know what? Amen. We shouldn't have to take bathroom breaks. Yeah. 
Some of you might be on pills, so am I. Uh-huh. <laughs> 83. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. a lot of people can't stand that long. No. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. See, that's, but because it grieves the spirit and he will leave. See, that's why I get, I get about laughing and joking and, yeah. and doing cannon around. See, and, and sometimes we're happy. You know, I mean, we're happy. This is a whole sermon. I'm sorry, but that's what God gave me. Okay, in the world, we'll conclude this. But it's, in conclusion, assembly is more about just being presence. It's something we do in our hearts, and we got to practice unity. Don't practice being in disagreement, giving opinions, writing notes with advice. That's creating division. And if you don't get rid of that, the anointing will get rid of you. <laughs> but see, God wants unity in the congregation, especially with this re- uh, revival. Because it's the last one, and it's going to encompass all the revivals that ever was. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> it's already here, some of it. And a lot of disunity has stopped other revivals. Uh, in at John 2, 27, it says, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you need not that any man teach you. But it doesn't, okay, talking, it's talking about the anointing teaching you all things by letting the Holy Ghost teach you in your spirit. Let him teach you unity, because discord and disunity is not of the spirit realm. In other words, if you're in disunity or if you're in the in the flesh all the time, he can't teach you. Do you see what I mean? You need not any man to see some people you don't need any man to teach me. No, because you're being fleshy, he can't teach you. He can't even you don't even know what he's saying or doing. And if you're not filled, it's it's like um, one thing you can practice unity. By praying in the Holy Ghost, by worshiping more, so you become extremely sensitive to him. And be interested in something bigger than yourself. Be a part of something bigger than self and flowing in a corporate group. See, don't don't be fussy about decisions, even the decisions we make here. You know, you guys really aren't. I mean, you, you haven't. But before, before God, we need to lay down all of our plans and ask God, what is your plan? Yeah. Kenneth Hagin always said it's better to move slow yeah. when you make a decision yeah. than too fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And because you've got to make certain it's his plan and not yours. Now, just remember, any carnal person can be divisive or any of us can yield to our own thinking or fleshly appetites. And don't just try to create strife over stuff that doesn't matter in the light of eternity. Let's see. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech I walk worthy of the vocation to which I'm called with all lowliness. And, and, it, and then it says, the next verse, verse 3 said something. Of, okay, that's in Ephesians 4.3. I, when I'm by myself, I can just rattle it off. But when I get in front of you, I get a little nervous. <laughs> but to be a prisoner of the Lord. 
Ooh, that's, that's cool, because he would treat you good. <laughs> be, be, be in one accord. It's talking about unity in that verse. It is something we need to strive for. And we, ha we have to guard ourselves in the congregation from the enemy because he goes about and he tries to find somebody. And don't think it's strange that the fiery trials that you might be experiencing because you're rising higher, things are trying to get you to go back. You don't think, I don't get it. I get it 10 times more than you do. I thought I was dying during October. I mean, oh man, it just, it just, you know what, don't, that's where we have to get to such a higher place that we don't let those things say, wait a minute, what is this? I don't care what it is. I don't care. I, you devil, remember? I'm a tither if it's your, your stuff. I'm a this, I'm a that. Tell him off. Take authority. Pay me back seven times, devil. If it's your body, say, Jesus healed me. Come on, get with it. Get mad at him. He's trying to stop you from us moving higher and being in one accord in unity. Don't, I don't baby myself. To the point where, yeah, don't baby yourself in anything. Even in, see, we have to strive for this whole thing. And there's fiery trials. Don't think it's strange. The fiery trial that is encompassing you. Yeah. And see, I, I've done it. I know. That's how I know all this stuff. You know, but we can guard yourself. Guard yourself from the enemy. Sometimes you just, we just need to shut our mouth. Because <laughs> I know that sometimes I've wanted to say something, and the Holy Spirit will go... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he said, shut up to me. <laughs> and it might be when I'm talking to my, can't, okay, when I'm talking to my husband, he said, don't say that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's going to cause something. Or, or, you know, it could be to each other in church, in the ministry of helps. Shut up. <laughs> don't say that. Practice unity. You can practice it. You know, they have anger control things. Those things are not right. They're teaching you how to do more anger. Practice not being. See, get rid of this. Practice peace with your words. Don't always have to answer somebody sarcastically, you know, but that shows pride inside of you, you know. And it might be because of hurt from the past or being put down. It's low self-esteem. Really build yourself up. See, the world system's full of disunity because division is being put right now in the United States. It is division. Well, this, oh, you, it's like, See, the world system is full of it. So be pleased when God set you to do this. You can do your part and keep the unity of the body of Christ. 
And if this is your house, bring something that brings a blessing to the house and not things that divide. I wasn't even, I wasn't talking about money either there. I'm just talking about bring some sweetness. In fact, sweetness of the lips increases learning. And it stirs, or don't bring disunity so people, you know, so we all can do our part. Maybe you don't think your part's important, but just one person can bring this unity. Do you know what? So every person's part is important. And even if you're, okay, this is though something that, even if your face fakes it and your heart's not right, it can affect the anointing in a service. And I don't want things like that on my conscience. So we need to be taught. Because God is calling us together in corporate effort. Where there's more power, more grace, more anointing, more glory, laughter like we got last week. The Holy Ghost broke. See, but that's... that's and, and unity of our hearts, walking, walking in all kinds of love. And I'm almost done. See, people in slavery have disunity. That's what they're trying to do is control us. And see, in their, but in their hearts, they have to be obedient. Let's, let's just talk about like the, like the Israelites in Egypt. And they, they uh, you know, they would be whipped if they didn't do the right thing. Or how about the slavery of black people? How about sexual slavery? Terrible stuff. And either you're beat up or, uh, and you know what? But you know you got to shut your mouth. Right? You shut your mouth or you're going to get more. But in your heart, you know, maybe when they're gone, you see a picture of them, you go, Or step on it, crush it to pieces. <laughs> but see, that's that's your your heart has to be healed from that. That's what I'm saying. See, you can get, and that brings bitterness in your heart, and bitterness turns into rebellion. And it says it right in Hebrews. I've explained that in the past a lot of times. Bitterness, being treated mean, and then. And then you just shutting your mouth on it, though, and, and you, not that you should open your mouth, but, but that goes inside, and it'll turn to rebellion eventually. It will. See, the, okay, the Israelites brought that disunity and that rebellion with them from Egypt, and that first set never got in the promised land. What is the promised land to us? It's everything Jesus has redeemed us from. Sickness and disease and lack and poverty and, and problems and struggles and bad marriages and all that stuff. See, and so even the leadership, they went against, they, they, they went, what? <laughs> Ten of them, of the elders, went against uh, yeah, and Joshua and Caleb did. Okay, so our promised land. All right, but we've got to learn to crucify the flesh. The devil deceives us. 
because he points out others' faults and failures and all the fleshy things that irritate us. And it occurs especially with spouses because, you know, when you get married, then you, then you get first, you know, when you're going on dates or stuff, you probably didn't, you're sweet and you're all dressed up and nice and you fake. <laughs> then you get married and, you know, you get, your flesh comes out. You go, that irritates me. <laughs> the husband might say, that, she irritates me. Look, I'm this or that, whatever. No, 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 but it's true. Things can. It can. But does, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love the body of Christ that God puts you in? Each one of us has a supply. Let's just stand up. Now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. This is actually a prayer. Do you want? I found these. Remember, I used to pray them at prayer. Yeah. Barry's not here. Okay. <laughs> Remember, I pray like Philippians for unity sometimes. I don't know if you know that, but there's beautiful prayers in the Bible that I found as I was reading the Bible. <laughs> and, and Philippians is one of them. But... Let's just say, I have a supply for my brother and sister in the body of Christ at Living Word. And each one has a supply for me. God called us together. And I will walk in the love of God. And I will walk in unity. And I will practice unity. And I will walk in that, which causes me to be a blessing to the flow of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God from the top of this body of Christ to the bottom. Okay, you could just listen to this. This is in 1 Corinthians 1.10. I actually wrote it out. Now I beseech you, brethren... By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you speak the same thing in perfect harmony and full agreement, that there be no divisions or factions or dissensions among you. We pray this, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, united in your common understanding and opinions and judgments. In Romans 15, 5 and 6, it says, now may the God who gives the power of patient endurance and steadfastness and who supplies encouragement grant us to live in such mutual harmony and be like-minded towards one another and in one accord with Christ Jesus that together we may unanimously with united hearts and one voice praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 4 says, If there be any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, and any, any participation that whatever with depth of affection and compassionate mercies, fill up and complete my joy. God, we pray that, that we would live in harmony, being of the same mind and one person. 
like-minded, having the same love, being in full accord and one harmonious mind and attention. We will not do anything from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true humility of True humility, let each regard the others as better and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. And each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned, not merely for his own interests, but for the interests of others. And this is the same attitude and purpose in humble mind, which was in Christ Jesus. That's the next verse. Okay. Could, you, could I give you one more thing? You could sit down. One more thing. Mary, Mark found this, and this morning, you can receive it. Just, and then we'll, we'll go. And I'm not making the ministry of house meeting long, either. Just pray for me so I shut. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes, this was a prophecy given in. 1990. Yea, saith the Lord, I'm trying to get you into a place where you can receive from me. Are you listening? Yes. I'm trying to get your ears and your eyes this day. I'm trying to get you to sanctify yourself. I'm trying to get you to hear me, tune in, for I have somewhat to say to thee, saith the Most High God. And I'll speak in your spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, if you'll listen in your spirit. And I will give you direction if you'll listen. And I will cause you to conquer if you'll listen. And I call, I'll cause you to come on through if you'll listen. But you've got to listen, saith the Lord. Listen in your heart. I'm not up here. Listen in your heart, saith God. For it's there I communicate with you. It is there I communicate with you, and I cannot communicate with those to whom the flesh cries so loudly that my voice cannot be heard. For I will not bulldoze my way unto you, nor will I raise my voice to you, saith the Lord, for I will commune with you in the Spirit. Will you listen? Will you position yourself? Will you tune in? For I have somewhat to say unto the church, and I will speak it to you, but you must learn to listen and to tune out carnality and to tune out worldliness and to tune out world system thinking. Tune unto me and to my way, for my way is much different from those of the world. My way is much different from many of you. You need to tune into me and change, saith the Lord. Change your direction. What did Kenneth Copeland say? This is a year of correction, so you can go in the right direction. And then you have, will have protection from all that's going to go on in the world. There may be food shortage, but you're not going to have it. You'll be protected. That's why we got to do this. And then you will have perfection. You need to tune into me and change Change your direction. 
Listen to the voice of the Most High, for I am the Lord that loves thee. I am the Lord that cleanses thee. I am the Lord that delivers thee. If you'll listen to me, for I have nothing but good for my children, but they must follow in the way of the Lord, and they must walk in my precepts, in my concepts, in my principles, saith the Lord God of heaven. You can no longer walk in your own ways. You can no longer serve your own plans, saith the Lord, for you must make my way your way. For our ways are going to part, saith God, if you do not make my way your way. Our, his, he's going to part from you. For I've borne with thee, and I have given thee great mercy. In other words, in other words he's put up with this for a while. But now is the time, saith God, for my children to grow into maturity and strength and boldness and character, so that they may walk into truth and not be ashamed and may be prosperous in everything they do. But it's time for a separation, saith God. It's time to esteem those things that are holy and to regard those things that are unholy as what they are and walk away from them, saith the Lord of heaven. For I've called my people to be a holy priesthood. Yes, a holy priesthood. A priesthood that walks in the plan divine. A priesthood that walks in the ways that are mine. A priesthood that says, God, what do you want? A priesthood that walks in the truth. Many of you have come from many different directions. And in your life and in your past, you have gleaned some good and much that was false. Now's the time, saith God, for you to separate those things in your mind and in your life and walk in the way of the Lord. For I have sent unto thee my word, and I have caused thee to know, and you have fattened yourself like young calves, and you still walk in the way, though, that you desire. In other words, you get fat on the word, but you're not doing it. But I'm calling you now to perform surgery upon your ways. Cast out those that are sickly and those that are diseased and walk in the way that pleases me. You have pleased yourself long enough. If you would be called by my name, there would be no shame to discard those things that will not work. For they are not blessed of me, nor will they ever be. You have tried, and surely you can see that your way does not work, and my way does. But you must be unselfish, even selfless, and walk in love as you've never walked in love before. And regard not the things of man, but listen to my holy plan. And I will guide you surely, and I'll show you the way. But we're living, saith the Lord, in the day when it will be my way or none at all. And we're in it. And this was way back. Woo! 90. 100, 32 years ago. I've called my church to another place. I've said it's time to seek my face. You cannot look upon my face, you see, and continue like you've always been. For when you come into my presence, you'll be transfixed before my throne. And there, my child, you shall disown all that you have known to own what you have seen. You'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. If you will fall before me and seek my face, you'll surely win and run your race, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Now, why in the world, Mary said, like in her notebook, she, it appeared all of a sudden. In prayer? In prayer. You guys were there. Just all of a sudden, where did this come from? 
She said, and she looks at that notebook all the time because you're, this is perfect for today. And I wasn't there, or I wasn't here. So we got to make copies of this. Who knows? God slipped it in there. An angel did. And let me tell you, we're co-laborers with angels, too. And there's an influx of more angels than there ever has been before. But you work with them. You work with them by your words. But don't ask for them necessarily to appear to you because they could be a, a, a devil of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Just work with them by prayer, by, by speaking correctly and saying, you know, declarations and decrees. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What was the one thing? Okay, okay. This, okay, my job, I was doing this while I was putting on my makeup and my, doing my hair. My job is to guard the congregation. The Holy Spirit will not stay in a place, inhabit a place that grieves him. <laughs> That's what I got, just that little bit. Yeah, but it, well, he won't stay when it grieves him. Amen. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, so are you all coming? You're all welcome. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say a prayer. Father, we thank you that you blessed this food, Lord God. We, we thank you for the blessing that you have put upon us. We thank you for your word this day, God. And I pray that it will be sealed in their spirit and the devil will not be able to take it out. The fruit shall remain inside of them. And this is the sower sows the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe however you received it, I want you to get 30, 60, or 100-fold return. And I thank you for it, Lord. I praise you for it. Thank you again, Lord, that you bless the food. You sanctify it to our bodies so that we'll be strong and healthy. We'll be able to finish this faith race <laughs> running with joy and peace and love for each other, and, and enough finances, <laughs> overabundance of finances <laughs> for all who follow you in the precious name of Jesus, amen. Okay, so come to the Ministry of Health Speaking. <laughs>